0: Hey folks, Dr. Dennis here, the wellness doc, bringing you all things healthy for your mind, body, and soul. Welcome once again to my podcast entitled Comprehensive Health and Wellness. In the studio today, we will be discussing three pros and cons of CrossFit, which is our fourth episode of this show. So let's get right into it. CrossFit has been around now for quite a bit of time and even with the pandemic is extremely popular. And they're very smart. It makes sense to train outside when weather is permitting to definitely decrease the spread, the possibility of spread of COVID. So kudos to them for that. What I like about CrossFit is it's based on the premise of cross-training. What does that mean? Well, in general, cross-training would refer to, could refer to playing different sports and doing different types of training. So not just weightlifting, but calisthenics, swimming, various types of running, whether it's for endurance or running sprints, agility, and coordination balance training. This results, research has shown that this results in a positive impact on an athlete's ability to optimize his performance in his or her chosen sport. Secondly, CrossFit incorporates functional training. Again, what does that mean? Well, we're looking at various types of movement patterns that challenge balance and coordination. Well, what are the benefits of that? Well, when we balance ba- when sorry, when we challenge balance and coordination, we then provide and develop a positive loop or positive feedback increasing flexibility which then leads into core activation, and that provides us mobility and stability to truly increase overall strength and power. Again, this is a positive result for optimal performance, whether it's a sport or an activity. Number three, one of the things about CrossFit is it develops and promotes and facilitates community and group um, formulation. It is an, an amazing support system. We all need that. And again, referring to this pandemic, which has been mentally and physically challenging for all. A support system is crucial to not only prevent isolation, but for us as humans, to thrive in life. So let's get into the three cons. Can't be uh, just positive here. I'm going to be trans- transparent and authentic as I always am. So number one, when we are involved and participating in high intensity interval training or high intensity weight training, when it is emotion based versus science-based, this is when we run into problems and the probability of injury increases significantly and exponentially over time. So what do I mean by emotion-based? Well, I'm sorry, but I have to admit that for a long period of time, we are talking about 15 years Because I was very strong across the board from being an ice hockey player, I mean strong in the weight room as far as poundages, I started focusing on the amount of weight versus tremendous form and uh, ran into a myriad of problems. Uh, Over time, my spine basically dislocated and I was very close to being paralyzed. In 2012 which is not a long time ago and what I'm trying to say here is this is a cumulative effect so because I did not focus on flexibility and I didn't focus on core activation then my mobility and stability had been compromised which equals this is a great recipe for serious injury And that's exactly what happened. So getting back to CrossFit here, the key is to focus on the science aspect of this type of training. Now, it's easy to fall into the emotion side where we, as a society here in America, more is better. And that's definitely not true when it comes to weight training, especially. Secondly, most participants in CrossFit have pre-existing conditions. What am I referring to? Well, unfortunately, just because we're active in life does not mean that what we're doing is proper for our bodies and minds. In reference to, we all have imbalances. We all have areas of dysfunction, and if those areas are not identified, and if a customized and specialized approach is not incorporated, again, we feed into this negative cycle and negative loop of dysfunction and unhealthy movement. So my point is, most participants in CrossFit, unfortunately, are not Undergoing athletic performance testing prior to starting a program. And on top of that, these types of assessments need to be done at least monthly. How do I know? Well, being a pro athlete, pro ice hockey player at 22 years old, we had 10 specialists like this analyzing film, testing us so that it decreased the probability of injury. This is why pro athletes... And I'm going to say this, they perform optimally for a period of time, and they heal from their injuries much quicker than us average Joes. And this is the reason. One of the reasons is that testing is key. Isn't that ironic how that is equivalent to this whole pandemic situation, where testing is one of the keys to us moving forward. So some of the types of ailments and conditions that the average person has, and I'm talking in the 30 to 60 age range, is definitely gonna incorporate high probability of back issues. So we're talking about various types of herniations, we're talking about potential uh, stenosis, which is the narrowing of the spinal canal, uh, and we're talking about the that area being the weak link with most individuals. And to be honest with you, with most athletes, I have found that high-level athletes across many different types of sports have an instability right in the lower back. So we're talking at L4, L5, L5, S1, which is exactly... The area that was affected on me, they call it an anterolisthesis, which is a slippage, a forward slippage of one vertebrae over another. This is a huge problem because now we're involving the nerve roots and the nerves, which are responsible for motor control, for our ability to be able to walk. So getting back to these pre-existing conditions, we can also discuss knee issues. Um, If I surveyed, you know, 100 participants in CrossFit, we're looking at minimum of 60 to 70 would have some type of knee involvement. I'm talking about meniscus injuries, which is the shock absorbing spongy uh, material in between the bones. We have more of it on the inner part of our knees than the outer part. However, the inner part is more susceptible to injuries, especially females. And I will talk about that uh, in another podcast. There's a reason for it. It's not, uh, I'm not pulling this information, uh, you know, from my backside. This is science-based. Uh, also, hip injuries, ankles. A lot of people have hyper or hypomobile mobile. Ankles. This is an issue because the body is connected. And um, I guess with Halloween coming up, I just had a visual of that song where, right, the the neck bone is connected to the backbone, connected to the hip bone, connected to the knee bone. So in short, right, we have a posterior chain, which is on the back of us. And there's also an anterior chain. And actually there are other... Types there are lateral uh, medial and diagonal also but we'll keep it simple where everything is connected so if we have a deviation in alignment in strength in flexibility in uh, the the ability for an area to activate the brunt of the load then let's just say it's in the middle of the body so let's say it was a knee Then it would go to the ankle, then it would go to the hip, but also the spine, and vice versa. We can pick anywhere on the body. If we have a lower back problem, where do the forces then transmit to? They transmit to the hip, to the knee, to the ankle, and upwards also to the thoracic, mid-back, and upwards. So, what I'm trying to say here is when we have dysfunction, it is a systemic um involvement it's never just one area and and i've made this clear i mentioned this many times with the spine you know unfortunately the way the medical system works with reimbursement is you'll go see a doctor or a therapist or a chiropractor and they'll say oh you have a herniated disc well you never just have a herniated disc okay we need to look at how did we get there and actually if we did x-rays high probability we would see abnormal uh, bone structure potentially abnormal um, normal curves that we have in alignment also potential narrowing of the spinal canal and and there's quite a few others but I call this the coupling effect and it is the same not just with the spine but with most injuries if we were to test every area if we were to screen the areas above a knee and below the knee we would find dysfunction there so, getting back to the fact that most participants who engage in CrossFit and weight training in general have pre existing conditions that we need to address. So, there is a huge need for testing, and I'm the person to do it. I'm a specialist and I have a proven track record, and I'm calling out all the CrossFit owners to get in touch with me because not only will it benefit your members, but from a business standpoint, if they're not getting hurt, they'll be able to train longer, which means you'll make more money, and this will differentiate you from some of the uh, your so-called competition, where you have a doctor who's a specialist on board um, performing these tests for your clients. This is a needed service that will be a game changer as far as uh, performance and injury prevention. Okay, and lastly, Olympic lifts are very technical. I had the opportunity of going to a seminar in Delaware many years ago, and I forgot the gentleman's name, but he was the head coach for the USA Olympic weightlifting team. And let me tell you something, I had an attitude, you know, I had been lifting for probably 10 years at that time, I was right, super strong, beast mode, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what, what I learned in that weekend was that I had tremendous dysfunction, I had deficits, and the strength that I thought I had, I really did not have. And I needed to start to change my approach to weight training. So my point is, there is a learning curve when learning Olympic lifts. This is not easy. One of the major things that most people don't talk about, if you were to ever watch Olympic athletes in weight weightlifting in any of the lifts, A, they have tremendous flexibility, much more than the average person, which means then their core is activated at a, at a, you know, abnormal level again compared to us normal Joes, that that allows them to perform this very technical movement with control, and control leads to optimal power and succeeding in these types of lifts, which incorporate every single system in the body. This is not just about strength in certain muscles. And you've seen it where when you're off by a millimeter or a few inches, what happens? You lose your balance and sometimes there are serious injuries because of that. And you've actually seen it in the at the Olympic level also. So, this is my relatively short take on CrossFit, obviously pros and cons, and My point is that when it comes to resistance training, especially high-intensity interval training, my analogy is how long can you run a sprint for? So you need to cycle it, and that is my segue into periodization, which if you've never heard of it, uh, please look it up, the word period and isation after it. And this is what high-level athletes are incorporating. This is a science. And uh, I would be more than happy to speak about it in my next podcast. So this was very pleasant this morning. Um, and I wanted to let you all know that um, I actually did a YouTube video much shorter than this podcast uh, earlier this morning. So I will put that in the, uh, in the uh, description box uh, here. So, I wanted to wish you everybody a great day. Have an awesome week. Um, I will be developing a new podcast within the next two days. And this is Dr. Dennis providing hope, support, encouragement, and specialized knowledge and education so that you can optimize every aspect in your life and keep moving without pain without limitations, no limits. God bless. Take care.